says it. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to uh, the Inside Out life. Effect podcast. Uh, as always, the self-proclaimed number one global personal development podcast on the planet, bar none, on a seven o'clock. On a seven o'clock? On a seven o'clock. On a seven o'clock. On a seven o'clock. Uh, at a Sunday night. <laughs> I'm not sitting on a seven o'clock, I'm sitting on a stall. I know. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Stephen Jakes, and uh, I'm the co-founder of the Inside Out Effect uh, with this young gentleman to my right, and also the uh, owner and uh, of HealingTheMind.co.uk. Uh, and this is episode 52, and today we will be discussing the topic of back pain. Now, we've all had back pain, we've all suffered with it, me in particular, and uh, and there's many, many myths around it, and obviously I've had loads of stuff go with my back out since oh, in my early 20s, never ever really got better, and uh, ended up having surgery, amongst lots of other things. And so uh, today uh, we're going to discuss the real causes of back pains, the myths around it, uh, why some of the treatments don't work, and, uh, um, and why it's so hard to heal. And uh, which you're going to do. That's something that you, uh, Jonathan's been uh, working on for years and years. And uh, he's, uh, he's obviously, obviously genius when it comes to physical pain, as we always or as I always bang on about. So anyway, uh, so before we start the podcast, I would like to introduce my co-host, uh, the creator of the DTO system, uh, the co-founder of the Inside Out Effect, like I said, with myself and the author of the book, Decoding Pain, the Emotional Blueprint to Healing Chronic Pain, as well as the DTO handbook. I have my good friend. I have the wonderful and the lovely, the cuddly and the huge, the gorgeous and the lovely, Jonathan Shaw. How are you, my friend? I'm very well. I'm How good. are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yes. Uh, are you good? Are you all recharged after your little uh, gallivanting escapade up north? Yes, I feel very recharged and relaxed. It was Great. nice nice up there. It was, um, it, was, uh, it was very refreshing. There's just fields everywhere where we stay, so... It was just peaceful and quiet, no one around us. So it was nice and relaxing, yeah. Great, yeah. So uh, I just wanted to clear something up, a quick question that I know all the viewers are probably eager to find out right now. Uh, And that is, uh, have you been super busy? I have been super busy, actually, yes. Since I've been back, I've been super busy. And before I went away, I was super busy. Yeah. Um, So I was super busy up there as well, but just not doing work. Yeah, okay, well, that's good. Super busy gallivanting, going off doing things. Yeah, you've done some nice stuff with your mum? Yeah, yeah, you went to a nice place called Salzburg, which I've not been to before. Salzburg, that's in Austria, right? No, Salzburg. Oh, sorry, yeah. uh, Which was a nice little uh, seaside village, which was lovely. Um, Enjoyed that. And it was really nice weather for us as well. Really lovely weather. Uh, I heard it wasn't so great down here. I haven't seen. I've been so busy working. Been so busy. I was hardly sitting outside at all the last week and a half. So you've been super busy oh, as well. I, honestly, it's been. I'll go to my. I'll come to me in a minute. But yeah, I have been actually really super busy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So uh, so I know. So that was nice and relaxing, and we enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, now I'm back to get kicking until Christmas. So right. yeah, yeah so, excellent. Good, 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 good. So um, any any well, obviously you've had a break really. So there's not really anything you want to talk about. It's been a month. That's no, been a month. I've had been a, a few clients obviously before I went away. So yes, yeah. I know it's been a few. I've um. So I sold a lady's. Uh, uh, you sold a lady. I sold a lady. I did. I oh, sold great. it on the black market. Should have, should have and, told me. Uh, I've got a few quid floating around. Have you? I oh, need I a lady at the I moment. Did, uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. I didn't, I didn't know you were much. buying. I thought you were. Uh, right now, I'll settle for anything. You'll settle for anything. Yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I sold a lady, and I made quite a bit of profit. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so that was good. Um, obviously, if I'd had a pair, I'd have made a lot more, but uh, I didn't. So, um, but anyway, um, yeah. No. Pair of ladies. <laughs> pair of ladies. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, but if I had a pair of lanes, I could have made much more money. You could have done, yeah. It'd be much more money, wouldn't it? Or twins, even. Or twins, exactly. Yeah. I would have definitely been in. You'd have definitely been in. Twins. Yeah, there I'd you go. I'd have taken a loan out. <laughs> We'd we'll say a loan out. You'd have had to if I had twins to say. I had a fortune. I know. So, yes. And so she's happy in a new home. Just in case anyone out there is wondering if she was sold unwillingly she wasn't she yeah. was she was a willingly <laughs> sold lady that that, that that i put out on the internet although that page has now been taken down yes, it has, yeah. Um, no, but yeah yeah, yeah. So you, sold, you, sold, you sold the ladies yeah no i sold a lady uh, so she had um uh fibroids or, or a, a cyst growing on her ovaries yeah so i was able to solve that for her and she actually bled them out to be back to the doctor and uh one of them was completely gone and the other one i reduced right right down very very Excellent. small i think i know that lady and um so that was really good yes and um so she's happy with that because she's out of pain now so that's good um and uh oh helping other people uh somebody with back pain um so that's crept up again which is why we're doing back pain today yeah um because i haven't really done a lot of back pain for a while uh obviously i used to do loads of back pain sciatica and things like that um and uh also that's sort of creeping back up again people come back from back pain uh, and it's one of the things i used to treat a lot of because back pain is one of the biggest causes of pain in the world really it's, yeah it's, it's the thing it's the i think i believe it's the the most uh, the pain that people have the most time off work with yeah that's the most common reason for people having time off work or at least it was statistically a few years ago haven't looked up the statistic lately, but it was a very common reason. So, and and usually back pain is very simple to solve. Um, well, I've been working on relationship issues um, and uh, been dealing with those, and uh, yeah, lots of other different things like that. Really, anxieties and different things helped me work with the guy who had health anxiety, and that's reduced right down for him now. So he's feeling better about that. Yeah. Um, and that literally just came down to mainly a fear of death, um, which is what was. Kept yeah. triggering all the time. Yeah. It's um, funny, I've got someone that's got the same trigger. Have you? This fear of death and absolute health anxiety is that fear of death. Yeah, yeah this is fear of death. And, uh, yeah, no, no that's, that's lots, yeah. lots of different people, really, lots of different clients. Good. So uh, I just want to say a few people have said hello on my feed. Uh, so uh, I want to say hello to Amanda. It's really good to have you back. You pop in and watch us from time to time, so it's good for you to join us. Hi, I want to say hello to Jules. Hello, Jules. Uh, good to you. And it's, uh, we are back. It's been a month. Uh, hello to Bob. And uh, hello to Rebecca as well. So, and we've also got Jane Haycock, who uh, Hi, Jane. also always um, is always here and uh, always shares my posts. So thank listens. you for that, Jane. And uh, you're a star, really. And uh, yeah. John speaks very highly of you. And so, yeah. So, uh, so just there, there's the big shouts going out to the people that have uh, taken the time to uh, mention us and say hello. Cool. So, uh, yeah. So, um, so we're going to be doing the usual. Uh, hoo-ha tonight uh, the usual hoo-ha hoo yes. uh, and obviously i don't know if you watched in the last episode jonathan failed to win the state of the art healing the mind pen uh, accompanied with the healing the mind uh, a uh a keyring obviously worth an absolute fortune uh, clearly rare yes. rare as rocking horse dung as as they say uh, but this week we're going to give them an opportunity a second opportunity, second opportunity. to actually win this prize, uh, glorious uh, healing the mind pen and keyring, uh, healing the mind, blankety blank keyring and pen. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that at the end. So we've got another. Get you can get your pens. Join in. It's a little multiple choice quiz, true and false quiz of some knowledge that I know. And we're going to test Jonathan to see if he actually uh, can actually win that. Pen. 
So yeah, that's going to be so. interesting. So that's at the very, very end. Uh, we're going to be saving uh, doing that. We are also going to uh, do the stupidest thing that we've heard this week. But also as well, um, we're going to do something a little bit different uh, before we talk about the back pain tonight. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, I don't really generally watch the news. I don't watch the TV because it's all basically mind control and it's installing beliefs of not your reality. So I've been putting a few provocative uh, Facebook posts out there just to get you to think and understand that actually that what you don't experience, what you experience is real life is real life. What you see on your TV and in your newspapers, it's all belief systems. And unless you've actually experienced it, it's not real. And this is what causes most mental health problems with people, yes. uh, especially when it comes to fear, paranoia, delusions, all that stuff, anxiety, and all the rest of it, because actually you're getting anxious about things that you don't you haven't actually experienced so but um we're talking about the whole the, the whole dreaded c19 stuff and uh, i follow uh, a lot of people on the internet who are who are involved in in this in the movement of exposing what actually is so we're going to cover um uh, we're going to just play a little bit of a of a podcast that i listened to recently that's really really just opens up the whole thing and hopefully it'll educate you too as well so we're going to do that but um before we do that maybe you want to ask me how i've been and what i've been up to no not really okay so moving on uh, <laughs> how have you been uh, i've been busy you've been busy <laughs> so, yeah uh, i've been super busy, actually. Super busy yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely so uh yeah no i have actually um so since we've done the relationship podcast i have in my phone and when well, i say my phone but uh, my website and if it's just, I've just been really busy. I'm just like, yeah, every day, mainly dealing with relationship issues. Yeah. So obviously people have come to watch that, heard about it, watched it, reached out to me and I've been able to solve all of that stuff, mainly abusive relationships. Right. So people that have, are suffering now because of an abusive relationship in the past. Yes. Uh, uh, because we know that abusive relationships cause a whole host of, host of stuff, uh, you know, especially if people are being abused, shouted at, not listened to, um, violent and all the rest of it. And then they can't hold that and carry that on with them through the rest of their life, which causes right. a whole host of problems. Yep. Because, you know, they can't move forward. They're scared of getting in a relationship. They have all these beliefs about themselves, which they've made up. We made up shit and believe the shit we make up. But to them, it's real, even though it's not. And so I've been able to go into all of those people get rid of all of the PTSD elements, get rid of all of their guilts and shames about, you know, what how they taking their thinking that they're responsible for the relationship breakdown and all the rest of it. But actually it's not yeah. uh, a lot of gaslighting. And, you know, so I've been really successful with that. And I've actually, and I've also, I've had three amazing testimonials put on my Facebook page over the last week oh, um, with people that I've been working with. So that, you know, that really touches my heart when it happens because you really know that you've made a massive difference and changed that person's life. And so I'm, you know, I'm grateful for those guys for writing that. Um, but uh, I've also, so I've done a lot, I've been doing a lot about on the relationship stuff. I've actually been doing some physical pain stuff as well. Funny enough, it would be, it was actually uh, ovaries and stuff, yeah. which we know that anything to do with that is a profound loss conflict. So, Instantly, as soon as I said to her, because she got me recommended by a friend yeah. uh, that we both know, actually, and uh, she said, go and see Steve. She turned up, met for the first time, lovely lady, really cute, lovely lady, um, really quite, you know, reserved and well-spoken. And I said to her that what she was experiencing, I said, well, that generally is about a profound loss conflict. She goes, oh, that would make sense because I lost my dad and my sister sort of like basically disowned me. Right. So, and so I was like, okay. And that happened literally at that time. So I, as I was clearing all of the beliefs, the guilt, the shames, the responses and all the stuff that she made up about at the time, yeah. as soon as I got rid of that, the pains were shifting all the way around and they just completely disappeared. Brilliant. So that was really great. I mean, oh, that was really, yeah. really good. So, um, 
so yeah so uh, i've just had a flood of people and just usual my normal regular clients getting rid of all of their stuff from the past and like your normal anxieties depressions ptsds we've got a bit of ptsd recently actually because um people have been reaching out to me for that so a whole host of lots and lots and lots of different things and i've yeah. been able to solve and heal all of those things and off they go skipping back into their life completely free of it and it's like it never happens for them there and you know it's uh, i say it all the time it, it, i just love it you know i just yeah. love what we do and not for me i mean I, I love it but just to see how much of an impact that it has on that person yeah to come in completely weighed down bogged down can't see a way out and then within an hour and a half they've just like completely got their life back and they're skipping and they've they basically got their life back so so it's been really really good and um so i've been doing that i've just released also two tracks okay so um which i've posted out recently um one called desiderata and uh another one called uh your my song which is sort of the lyrics for that amazing lyrics and uh it sort of relates to me so i posted that out cool. and i'm back down the gym as well after oh, six okay. or seven weeks because obviously i did my shoulder right. so anybody that's watching uh, i had i did a really had a really quite a bad shoulder injury actually and uh and i went to see john and uh he fixed it for me and within five minutes of coming out we're having a conversation outside the clinic that triggered a response in me and all the work that you've done just pushed it all back in. So John was said, well, you need, you've holding trauma there and emotional trauma there, which I was, and it's taken about six weeks to clear. Now I've got rid of all of the trauma from that and without any physical work, the whole thing's pretty much healed up. And yeah. so I'm hoping now when I come and see you next time that, yeah, yeah. that that'll be done. But I have actually now back down to gym training. I've missed it. It's really, really good. And uh, so, Yes, so that's basically really what I've been up to. But like I said, I haven't really seen the light of day, to be quite honest. I've just been so busy. No. So, that's yeah. good. Excellent. Great. So, um, so yeah, so moving on. Moving we on. normally do the uh, the uh, most stupidest thing you've heard this week. And so, um, well, it is the stupidest thing I've heard this week, but it sort of is. Yeah. yeah. So what happened is, is that um, a thousand doctors in Spain took the health minister uh, to the high court to get them to prove that COVID-19 actually existed. Uh, and that was to prove that they'd isolated it. It was true. It was real. And uh, they turned up at the high court. And funnily enough, the health minister didn't turn up. That was a shocker. No. Yeah. Oh, I'm stunned. Yes. Really? Uh, yeah. The health wow. minister didn't turn up with any evidence to, for proof. No. And so the judgment went in the favour of the doctors. So that's the ninth country now, by the way. It's the ninth country now that have basically prosecuted the government or anything to do with health to get proof that it's true and it's real. And nine times they, they haven't been able it. to do it, no. which is what we said from the start. But funnily enough, she then went back on the TV three days later and told everybody that they still need to carry on wearing masks and follow the rules now because of flu. <laughs> So now they've moved it from that because I can't say that anymore. And now she's saying, but yeah, I know, but you still got to carry on with all of the stuff. Uh, but this time it's now because of flu. So they're just literally so taking by that piece. because they've had flu before and there's not a yeah. problem. So you don't Absolutely. need to wear a mask because there's old flu. Absolutely. Which now, um, um, if they bought that, then they're stupid. Seriously, well, and most people have bought it. Oh, dear. So, yeah, you know, well, well, you know, how much more evidence do you need to? Anyway, which just brings me on. So, like I said earlier on, uh, I just wanted to play this. This is from a podcast that um, I I listen to. It's something I've fo I regularly follow. And it's just some really amazing information that I just want to share to you. Now, you can take this or leave it, but I think it's important that we share it. And we listened to yeah. it earlier on. We did, and normally we wouldn't do this. But obviously, myself and John, we've taken the position from the very, very start that this is a load of nonsense, and uh, it was this. giant hopes. Yes, and so, uh, so I want to play. And it's not scientific. 
It's not scientific at all. This is science. What you're about to hear is actual so science we're play this. of it's a, a virus. It's about five, maybe five minutes long. And so uh, it's just really interesting information. And then once we finish with this, we'll have a little discussion and we'll move on to the topic of back pain. Uh, and But I just wanted to really play this. And just um, so I'm hoping this is a, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how this is going to work or whether you're going to be able to hear it very well. If not, could you just let me know in the chat whether you it. can hear it or not? So yeah. I'm just going to play this. That's crazy. So, yeah, it's, you know, the world is absolutely insane um, right now. And uh, so I, we know that, Steve, you have been doing a lot of research. You and Ross have been doing a lot of research on um, the COVID-19 scamdemic. And I love your work on germs. And I was just talking to Cammie last night. It absolutely blows me away that doctors, at least at some level, have got to understand what you pointed out. Um, like in your germs movie, right? In the very, very beginning of this, we basically, you're saying that what they are calling viruses are nothing more than the essential discharge of um, toxic cells, right? And doctors, they're garbage, yeah. They're yeah. Cell, when a cell dies, it breaks into billions of pieces. And they, the only proof, what the, the problem is, the only proof, there are these little particles when the cells die and break apart. There are these little particles and they get a picture of them on a film and they have spikes on them because they're deteriorating. Um, it, it, they all, you have to understand they've only done this in a lab when they poison the cell tissue and add the trypsin and the antibiotics. They've never seen this in nature. They've never done this to a live human cell. They do this in lab only. And as the trypsin, which is a, a liver dissolving enzyme or kidney dissolving enzyme, it does it unevenly and they get these corona bulbs, they call them these spike proteins. They just see this thing and they say, it's coming into the cell and attacking. You're saying, well, show me that. Show me proof of that. It's coming out of the cell. You see, this is the, they, they have no proof of any of this. They're just assuming because, as we said in the film, Pasteur said these things existed for nefarious reasons. You know, that was that's in the film as well. So they never double-checked it. They just said, oh, oh, there's some particles. Now we have an electron microscope. We can see them. Those are the viruses. And you say, well, just because you found little dots, little micro-subatomic particles, doesn't mean <laughs> that they're viruses. <laughs> you just found some dead cell garbage debris and assumed that Pasteur was right. Nobody ever double-checked him. So that's the, the virologist, most of them aren't in on this. They just go to school and are taught this is what you do. And they, they do it and repeat what they're told and they find it and go, yeah, there it is. The ones at the top understand how the scam works. Yeah, but you would think that these people, I mean, especially at, you know, PhD levels or being in medical school for eight to 12 years, you know, plus, plus, plus uh, any specialties that that they would at least have this level of understanding and and look into these doctors that are saying look there's no such thing as you know a commutable virus right it just doesn't happen you can inject people with these viruses and nothing happens to them no one has ever been able to do this i mean you know for them to yeah. be oblivious to that it, it just amazes me how is that even possible you know? Well, I'll tell you what's what's going on that no one knows right now is Dr. Stefan Lanka, the virologist and molecular biologist, he just did an experiment. And for the people listening, I'll explain maybe a little bit how a virologist does a cell culture. It's, it's actually a tissue culture. 
because you have to understand, and he just blew it out of the water. Germ theory is done. So what they do is they take the sputum, which is your snot or boogers or phlegm or lung tissue or whatever they sample of a sick person, and they put that in a Petri dish with monkey kidney tissues that are dying. Then they add some milk, and then they add some bovine calf serum, which is baby baby cow broth. Uh, and that's the nutrients to keep it so the cells don't totally die. That's the nutrients they give the, the cell culture. And then they add sometimes some alveolar A459 lung cells from sick, uh, people with cancer in their lungs. And sometimes they add embryonic kid, uh, kidney tissue from fetuses. And then they add antibiotics, um, genomycin, erythmotericin, and then they add this enzyme-destroying, uh, this uh, sorry, kidney-destroying enzyme called trypsin. So what happens, then they, they make it, they starve it. In other words, they take away the, the bovine calf serum. So there are no more nutrients to keep these cells alive. Now, what you have to understand is they've never purified and isolated a virus before with these little particles. And they claim they're too small that they can't do it. So they say, oh, we, well, we can't isolate it. And you're like, well, you can't have a PCR test looking for a genetic sequence of something you've never <laughs> isolated and sequenced that's like saying exactly. oh, uh, that's like saying we, we made a test to find a pink unicorn hoof but since we don't have a pink unicorn they look like horses and legends so we'll take 10 horse hooves and mix them together in a computer and if it looks like that it's probably a unicorn <laughs> but what Stefan Lanka just did is he took no no spit sample from no person who's sick nothing he just took the virologist monkey kidney tissues Added in the bovine calf serum, added in the trypsin, the genomycin, arithmetericin, and then starved it. And lo and behold, he made the virus particles, right? Mm -hmm. With no sick person sputum. There's, so you can't say it's COVID-19. Then he ran a PCR test, which is just looking for little genetic fragments found in 92 normal human cell uh, chromosome sequences and 90 bacteria sequences found in humans. He ran the PTR, the PCR test at 12 cycles and got a 20% match for COVID-19. Then he ran the PCR test for 30 cycles and got an 80% match and then ran it at over 40 cycles like the WHO and all the other labs do Almost and 100%, got a 100% 100%. match for COVID-19 on a sample that had no person spit, sputum, phlegm, boogers, nothing in it. Unbelievable. Just now what he's doing is he's taking the exact same sample and he's running Ebola, HIV, Zika, and he's going to test the same thing. He's going to show you that this one sample is going to test positive on all any virus he wants it to by how often he spins the, the PCR cycle. Right, because the more you do it, basically the more you're just just adding in flotsam uh, in, you know, information that is pointless. It's useless, right? And it'll, it'll oh, come yeah. up eventually with a positive on anything. Yeah, but the funny thing is, he's testing these viruses positive, and there's no person had them. There's, he's just using that's, the stuff virologists use. God, that's <laughs> insane. So it's over. So there you go. So that's on that really, really interesting. That's fascinating. So basically, there's no human sample. He's yes. not taking any human sample Correct. from a human like yes. they normally do. Yeah. I know that's a mix. He's leaving that out of the mix. Yes. And just using the other ingredients, which have nothing to do with the human whatsoever, yeah. but he's still 
generating the virus yeah, using the PCR using test, the PCR test um, which basically proves that the PCR test is not and the tests that they use are not generating anything because yeah. there's there's no well, it, the it PCR, has nothing to do with a human sample exactly so whatever it, it's it's just generating it out of so the he's stuff got, he's got 100 hit for COVID 19 based on a test which had no human tissue cells anything in it based on four recycles based on four recycles tests. which is everyone's using so that's, that's right. why that's why there's all these cases and everyone's apparently got it that's right yeah but it also proved that that COVID 19 isn't based on human isn't based it's, based it's not based on a human cell and it's if, based out of everything and, and, the, that and the most important thing is if you haven't isolated it how if you haven't isolated it and got the genetic code from it hmm. then how what are you actually testing against so when somebody's actually having a doing a test what are they actually looking for exactly if they haven't actually got the code then what are they going how what are they matching it up to to say whether it's it's, it's not the whole thing and we said this from the very very start and uh, so i just thought that was really really interesting you can take it or leave it ladies and gentlemen i know that most people want to believe it because you know they've been brainwashed by tv and media and and, and friends of and friends have had have got sick and they've had the test but sickness isn't you know yeah, sickness doesn't work that way, and we've actually basically explained how sickness is created in everybody, and there's always a cause and effect, and the cause is always an emotional response or a shock in your environment. Which we go on every week, week after week, and uh, sooner or later, people will start understanding what's really going on and realise that the whole this current system that we use that 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 for causes of illness is incorrect. Yes, so completely incorrect. I mean, the FDA even came out recently. I don't know if it was a leaked document or someone admitted. I don't know what it was. Uh, saying that they they haven't the the PCR test they've used to test against has not been tested against the actual yeah. COVID virus. So how was anybody? Because they can't to, yeah, they yeah. can't test against it because they can't isolate it. Exactly. But so they've that, actually released that, or yeah. it's been released. That document has been yeah. released, proving they haven't done that. So how, and that's the FDA. Yeah. So you know that's that's the governing body. If you don't know that regulates all drugs yeah. so, and everything for the whole world. So here's, so here's my thing. So if that's true, so how what have all these people actually really died of? Exactly. Have actually these what people have they have, or have they really died of it? Yeah. Or and uh, and uh, what are they so all these people and all these businesses and all these lockdowns, what's it actually really been about? Yeah. You know, and that's, that's all we want people to ask. We want people to ask the question, yeah. well wait a minute what's really killing people yeah. what is really out there because it ain't a virus well, could I, you might want to check my dazzler out <laughs> yeah you might want to especially check, if you've it. had somebody in the care home die but that's yeah. a different story different that's, story yeah, that's uh, you know um, but that's a fascinating scientific yeah pure science yeah that is actual genuine science at work at its best telling you yeah the, the scientific explanation for virus and the thing is is when uh, when they first come out and when i when you first told me that you can't catch virus and i went and said mm, really and i went and researched it it was stefan lanka that i went and researched yes and uh and i've been saying this all along it was him that researched it he was actually doing it in marine stuff that actually proved that the viruses actually don't really exist and uh, he's done that in with measles and all of them and uh and funny enough now he's back on the scene and uh Later on in that interview, he say he's actually doing this uh, test with HIV, Ebola, and all the other viruses to prove that all of those viruses exist in that same sample that he's used. Yeah. But he's got some top Swiss virologist now, Swiss, who's now Swiss overseeing virologist. it. And if that now comes out to be true, then that's going to go across the whole world of virology, and you'll probably find out that the whole thing now get, comes down, and comes down, it's going to yeah. re completely re-educate everybody and yeah. get exposed virology for what it really is. But anyway, I just and found I it interesting and worthwhile wait. sharing. Yes, it's fascinating. It's great to see uh, a scientist actually revealing because I learned about Stefan Lanka when I was learning meta medicine, meta health, because it came up because of yeah. what he was doing about virology and what meta says about yeah. viruses. They, you know, and um, and it, it, we just want people to know so they're yeah. not freaked out by their health. Yeah, you know, people are 
are getting sick and dying partly because they think there's something there when mm. there's not and they're trying to resolve it with a vaccine or a drug well, that's the but, other thing then if that don't exist what are they what's all what, that about well, vaccine, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yes. we're only trying to help people get better naturally without poisoning yourself yeah um which also another thing i like about it is is that you know i'm glad that that's now starting to come out because in some ways it sort of exonerates us from what we've been saying for the last <laughs> well, 19 months and people think that you're we're nutters yeah it's all out there it's all on the telly it's all on it. what are you talking about i've yeah. had a test yeah, I know, but the CCR test doesn't detect. Oh, I had the test, I made it, I was here, what do you think? And it's just really difficult. And I'm like, well, it's not that, you know. But no, anyway, exactly. so uh, anyway. let's see let's see how that unfolds. I'm quite looking forward to that yes. and seeing how that unfolds. And I think over time now, more and more exposure is going to happen. And uh, yes. and uh, and then obviously hopefully we'll get, all get back to being to living in some sort of sanity again because the world's gone crazy. Um, <laughs> it has so, gone very crazy. Yeah, it's gone absolutely mental. You know, but, people you know. so believe it, you know, it's just because they don't do the research. They don't. They haven't gone, okay, well, what is a virus? Let's go and look at So the first thing I did was, what is it? Go and look it up. And uh, how is it going to affect me? And then I learned about the PCR test. Then I went, then I went, who invented the PCR test? Carrie Mullis. Let's watch this and what he's got to say. And he says, oh, the PCR test is designed to detect infection. I'm like, okay, so they're using a test to detect, that can't detect infection. Yeah. To detect an infection for a virus that they haven't isolated. Yeah. So they don't even know what they're looking for. No. Nah. And yet, and yet everyone's bought into it. I know. And there's, and there's no logic to it. And it really only took me five minutes to go and find it out. Look that out. There you go. You, you get rid of all of the fear, all of the stuff. All the fear goes The problem away. is, is that people are, will not accept that, uh, or don't really want to accept that the government and the corporations have gone to war against the people of the world. That's really, that's fundamentally, yeah, that's what's basically going on. I think and, more people are accepting it now. More people are waking up every single day and they're really starting to accept that. Yeah. They're starting to learn that really the government is not your friend. No. They're not there they to help been. you. Uh, they're, and right now, they're definitely not there to help you. They're there to suppress you and lock yeah. you up and, and do whatever they can to yeah. to uh, get control over you, basically. Yeah. I think that's what's um, going on. But anyway, um, so, so we don't know a bit about that. So, we'll do that. so, let's, let's, about that. so let's go on to the topic now, which we, which is originally what we're going to what was discuss. That? Oh, yeah, back pain. Uh, back pain, yeah. So, uh, and obviously being a part, I've had three operations, and uh, when I met Jonathan, like I said, in previous podcasts um he said to me you know uh what was wrong and in my normal arrogant ignorant way at the time uh i just fobbed it off and didn't really want to listen to you yeah but i know really but uh you know i learned but, my lesson i learned my lesson that's I learned what from it. Do. and no, so um and um you know and now and now I know what is causes of it and I've actually gone in and actually like I said I'm down the gym now I was, you know I'm down the gym training and they told because me you were frightened of your back yeah absolutely I was because I was told by experts that I should be yes exactly. so you know so you know I'm now like squatting you know probably about 120 kilos for a small guy my size and you know I was told I was ne I was never lift anything more than 25 kilos ever <laughs> right, well, so you, you know so, so you... yeah so and, anyway. and that, that, is, that is a myth about back pain so a myth about back pain when yeah. you have back pain you shouldn't do anything yeah. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do this. Shouldn't. And and the truth about that is um, that you should know what you can and can't do at varying stages and degrees of your rehabilitation or your your healing of your back pain. Um, and this is this depends on person to person because everyone's back pain is different. Um, well, when I say that, no, everyone. This is another myth about health so there's a massive myth about health that we are all different uh and something different causes our problems bollocks we are not all different uh the only way we're different is in our personality and in our character 
But other than that, when it comes to our health, we are all the same. We all respond exactly the same way. Our bodies respond exactly the same way. And back pain is caused by the exact same things. It's either caused by some shock or trauma, poor movement or poor flexibility. That's it. Don't care what's happening in the body. That's what's that's what's going on. Uh, you can be anything happening in the body. That's just a label. That's just a symptom inside the body of something that's been caused by one of those three yeah. things. Um, and so many people, I, I mean, Steve had been told not to do anything. I remember one of my clients coming to me. She was a lady and she had back pain 20 years earlier uh, and she'd been told by a doctor to not use it. So she stopped using her body. And then when she did decide to use her body again, that's when her back went again. So then she got referred to me. Same thing happened with me pretty much. Yeah. So I had to, I had to build confidence in her as well as not only fix the back pain and tell her that there's nothing wrong with her back. She had had no operation. She had nothing severe diagnosed. She was just in the garden one day doing gardening, felt pain. A doctor at that time, 20 years earlier, said, oh, you've got this. can't remember what it was. It, was, it wasn't nothing. And, um, and said, well, don't use it. <laughs> so she did. But then when she went to do something again, injured it. So part of my job when people have back pain is to not only fix the back so they can use it and move it again, but give them confidence uh, change their belief system so they because you get taught a lot of nonsense by doctors um and in fact i have a no good shit sherlock yeah i have a really good example of that so so it's not about back pain it's about shoulder so a lady's been seeing me for shoulder pain and she's had she's a nurse uh, and she's had it for months uh probably longer than that actually i can never remember a bit of a long four, five months probably possibly i don't know six months probably years you said four months four months did i don't i was had it four months oh god it was I'm a really subtle joke yeah straight over my head <laughs> Uh, completely oblivious. It wasn't a great joke, was it, folks? It wasn't a joke. It wasn't a great joke. So, so she's had a long time. Yeah. Anyway, so she just sort of doesn't like doctors herself. She's a nurse, bear in mind. So she doesn't like doctors herself. So she didn't really go and see anybody. I think she'd been to an osteopath or someone. Anyway, so I take a look at it. And basically, all she's done is she's trapped tissue in a shoulder socket. But obviously, the conflict for it is a burden. She's being burdened in her life. And so we find the burden and I teach her a way. We didn't really clear it, but I taught her a way to stop being burdened, to stop letting people do that to you. And gradually has been doing it, she's been getting better. But she had this appointment with the uh, an orthopedic doctor or whatever it was. And uh, he said to her, he said, oh, it's your nervous system. Your nerves are <laughs> on edge. And um, and she said she's avoiding doing things like press ups at the moment, lifting heavy things. Yeah. Because I've told her to at the moment to avoid things until we rehabilitate her and get her strength back and make sure the tissue is released. Um, so I've told her not to do certain things. I've told her what she can and can't do. And we're rehabilitating her. She's getting better and better. And this doctor then said, "Well, you can do press ups. You can lift whatever you want." And I'm like, "Really, you fucking idiot!" Yeah. So now if she wasn't listening to me. Um, he, she would go and do other things that he's told her to do. She'd re-injure it because she's not ready to do those things. That he's right in the fact that there's nothing she won't be able to do in the future, but not right now. And he was saying you do it right now. Yeah. He basically lied to her. He didn't look at her, didn't touch her. He misdiagnosed that it wasn't nervous. Her nervous system is fine. Um, it's just trapped tissue. Are, in the, are these the same sort of doctors that tell you that you need to uh, do exercise and be with nature uh, for depression? <laughs> 
Yes, these are the same sort of yeah, I just want to just yeah, yeah. wanted to because I like not, not an orthopedic doctor. Because no, I have loads of people but, tell me, and I hear it all on YouTube. They go, "Oh, yeah, you need to be out with nature, and uh, you need to do exercise because that's good for depression." Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. It's got nothing to do with depression. There's uh, no well, relevance to it whatsoever. Why are you telling somebody to do that? Well, the reason they say that is because it releases endorphins and things like that. Yeah, great. Um, well, and, I can have a pint of lava, and that releases alcohol. With that, that's so right. Yeah, it's, it's irrelevant. Exactly. It's pointless. I know. It, it doesn't. But these really... are doctors. They're meant to be experts. <laughs> What really happens in that scenario, if people actually want to know, because I, I remember I, 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 there was a guy in the Is this local, about back pain? Uh, no, it's about... Um, depression? Depression and things like yeah. that. But, but, but what happened was, um, I, met, I met this guy in the spa, and he was telling me that basically what happened was he'd split up with his girlfriend, and so he decided to, he would just get up in the middle of the night and work out. He'd go down to the local 24-hour gym and start working out. And, and he just worked out and worked out and worked out. Uh, and then he met somebody else and he moved on. And he was putting the exercise down to lifting his depression. But in reality, all that happened was over a period of time, he just started to let it go. Then he met someone new. Yeah. That resolved the issue in his unconscious mind and he moved on. Well, all depression. It wasn't the exercise that actually resolved his depression. Yeah, because we know that depression is caused by a loss conflict. So That's all correct. the time he's running that loss, he's going down the gym, he then gets somebody in his life that then that loss resolves, resolves the conflict of loss. And exactly. now he's no longer, and now, but he'll put it down to the gym. But he'll put it down to the gym. Yeah. Not realizing that, that actually it got resolved in his environment. Yeah. But if we come back to pain, I mean, I'm saying. Back pain. We need to talk about back pain. See, it's about back pain. So. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's fine. But uh, this lady was told something that's not true. And a lot of people are told with back pain they're not true. Like you, you can't do certain things. Yeah. Um. You know, one guy came to me and he had sciatic pain, um, and he had problems lifting his arms, and it all came. His back so was all knackered because of a knee operation. So everyone was looking at his back, but actually it was his knee that was the problem. So people don't look at the root cause of the problem. They're always they're not looking at referred pain or the natural root cause. In this case, it was a lack of flexibility of his knee. So when I say lack of flexibility is one of the issues, in this case it was. It was a lack of flexibility of his knee, so he was using his back to move. Yeah. And that's actually one of the biggest causes of pain. You know when I looked at you walk recently? Yeah, I mean, I had a lack of flexibility because I couldn't make Wednesday at three. That's right, you couldn't, that's right, that's right, that's exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. That's a, yeah, so, so, but we changed it Saturdays. And I was all right after that, everything resolved, and I was much better. But you've been walking with your belly button, haven't you? You've been walking with your belly button. I've been, yeah, I've been walking, pushing my stomach out. Pushing walking forward, yeah. Didn't realise it until I started doing it. No, so... A lot of people they don't realise that one of the biggest it's a bit strange of, look when I think about it. I, I look very strange walking. Well, down. no one will notice it because they, they they it was a very subtle thing. It was a subtle movement. It's not like you were really. Doing I mean, it, I get rid of the shame doing for that. that. Um, but a lot of people don't realise one of the biggest cause of their back pain is the fact that they're using their back to move and not their legs, and they don't know it. And that's often one of the first things I fix, and their back pain either completely goes or reduces right down. Yeah. Um, even if there is a shock in there, because the shocks cause you to move that way. Um, and so a lot of people, when they're sitting and standing, they're using their back to sit and stand, not their legs. And you won't necessarily know you're doing it, because it's not like it's, it's an a unconscious big, thing. It's an unconscious response, yeah. and you won't necessarily know by me saying this how to move correctly, because I, I can't show you on this video camera. It's not, it's not easy for me to show you. Um, so, but a lot of people... It's the way they're using their – because they're not using their legs, they're using their back to lift up or to sit down or they're walking with their belly button and, and driving forwards. Um, they're, they're just walking and they're getting more, people, more I see other people walking forward with their heads and they're using their shoulders. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They, they use they use all sorts of things to propel them. 
um, but they're not using their legs. Yeah. Which and is actually what we're meant to use when we walk, aren't we? That right? is what we're meant to use. We are meant to use our legs. Ladies and gentlemen, but that's just what we're there for. Even no. though we don't really use them properly, me included. No. I'm we, trying to walk better now. Yeah, it's, it's, I say trying, don't like the word try. No, I am walking You are better. better. Um, it's better. a very simple thing to fix as well. I've never really met anyone who couldn't change the way they moved or the way they walked because most time, most people, uh, most time I've seen people, they aren't actually fit and healthy in other ways. Uh, and most people's legs are fine. And what happens is that often people with back pain, they find their legs are getting weaker or their knees are giving way as well. Um, and that's because they're not using their legs. So their legs are getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And they're using the back for everything. Uh, and it doesn't matter what you have, what you've been diagnosed with, whether it's a slip disc or sciatica or something more serious. Trap nerve. Trap, well, yeah, trap nerve, well, that sort of sciatica. Um, or where it's muscle or where it's a, 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 you put the spine out or where it's a pelvis problem or whether it's a sacral problem. It's literally irrelevant. All of these things are symptoms. They're just labels for what's happening in the body. So obviously sciatica is a label for the nerve being trapped. Slip disc is a, is a label for the, the disc slipping out, although actually it doesn't actually slip out. That's a bit of a myth. Uh, it gets pushed out, but it doesn't slide. A disc is not slippery. Um, a disc is actually more like a, a pastel fruit. It's very squidgy. Um, and so it gets pushed out. It gets crushed down one side and it gets squeezed out. Um, and all of these things are just labels of what's happening inside the body. They're not the cause. The problem is that you get labelled with that and, you, and the doctor goes, well, that's the cause. And now everyone tries to treat that, but you're treating the wrong problem. Yeah. Uh, and while you treat that problem, you're going to get stuck in pain. What you have to do, let's say the disc has slipped out or crushed, you have to go, right, well, what's caused that? And then that comes down to poor movement, poor flexibility or a shock or a trauma. Yes. Now, for those of you who want to know what a shock or trauma is for your lower back, if you're talking about your lumbar spine, um, then that's I said, the lower part of your back. I'm not talking about the, the pelvis. I'm not talking about the sacral area. I'm talking about slightly higher, so your, your L1 to L5 area. That is to do with feeling walked over or your core values being gone against. Uh, and the walking over is obvious. It's where you feel like people don't listen to you. They just do what they want. You don't get a say. You always have to do what other people want. You're just walked over all the time. The core values, it just means that someone has gone against your belief systems. They've done something that you wouldn't do in a million years. Or what's rarer but still possible, you've gone against your core belief systems. You've gone against something that for you was a really core belief and you've broken it. That's rarer, but off, and often it's more someone else going against your core values. Um, so, But most of the time it's feeling walked over. Uh, so if you're suffering with very severe back pain, then it's a really deep feeling of being walked over. It's a really deep self-worth yeah. issue. Um, obviously, if it's a sciatic issue, then there's some there's a territory issue involved with that because it's the nerve. So that's about not being able to move forwards within your space, in your environment, in your territory. And if it's the sacral area, so if it's like the sacrum down, yeah. that's a sexual issue. So that is a sexual self-worth conflict. Um, and that can be literally anything. I remember one lady years ago before I DTO, she had an unstable sacrum uh, and she did everything. She was a Bowen therapist. She tried everything. Nothing stabilized it. And it literally came from a shock she had with her own sex life about her partner giving her a book of sexual positions. Instant shock made her feel worthless. And also a shock to do with her 
daughter's friend at college who was doing something sexual that what did she, she did disagreed you get it from the library so i don't know i have no idea i don't know <laughs> you don't even buy it yeah, I, don't, I don't know i'll well, take this back i'll learn exactly. all that in three weeks yeah exactly that's what you have to do yeah that would be a bit of a shock wouldn't it it would massive shock yes um because she wasn't a gymnast yeah um and you got so, rehearsed all of them as well you you know, back, so. yeah it's very good with rehearsal yeah isn't it it's yeah tough. It is. um so so well, she, I know uh, some people that would probably succeed. We'll right? try it, do you reckon? It depends how flexible you are. Yeah, I can't um, do Thursday, I told you. No, you can't, that's right. Um, so that's why we do Tuesday and Fridays, isn't it? Yeah, Tuesday and Fridays. Um, so, so no, so, uh, but another type of sexual shock can be, um, you know, your partner putting you down sexually, um, or uh, it can be, you know, you know, starving you of it. Would star that, yeah, yeah, you're starvation of it. And actually, that actually happens in a lot of uh, women. Uh, when they have a um, poor sexual relationship in their one relationship, then they move to another one, and the sex is good. They then start getting sexual pain. That that's all. That's because that's the resolution. Resolution. Yeah. And they have no idea why they or they'll get hip pain because that the hips is all against sexual or nurture. But again, that's the same thing. So they'll often get pain in that area because they've now got good sex or they're getting they're being made to feel good about sex. Yeah. Whereas in their previous relationship, they weren't. Yeah. And you'll only get pain when you've resolved the conflict, when you are trying to feel better about it. When you're in the stress about it, you're not You're not going to get it. Yeah, which we've talked about in other podcasts yeah. about stress and repair phase. However, what I will say is what happens sometimes as well. You know, you might have a relationship where you're not getting good sex. You're getting, you're, you know, or, uh, in this particular case. And then if one day you do end up having sex with your partner, you might end up with sacral pain. The next day because you've resolved the issue and then what you might do is go oh well i had sex last night that's what it was no it wasn't it was the resolution of the conflict yeah. it was you feeling better because you actually got sex um so now obviously it doesn't always affect people that way but obviously the most common one is the lumbar spine yeah and that's being I mean, walked over yeah and also well sciatica as well and i've had lots and lots of people that have come to me and i, I was talking to this with a few of my clients one of them's a physio i think and uh, funny conversation. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I bet that was interesting. It, it wasn't was interesting. Well, yeah, no, yeah. do you know what? She was great because she actually, after I cleared some stuff for her, she got it because she oh, had right. loads of bad neck pain, which is obviously injustice and uh, and burden. So she had really bad neck pain and shoulder pain. Yeah, and she'd had it for ages and ages and ages. And uh, I just went and switched off the. I said, okay, what's the injustice? Switched it off. Switched off the burden. Pain's all gone. Yeah. So she sort of woke her up to it, and I was telling her about sciatica and the amount of people that come to me with sciatica. And I don't even have to physically touch them. All I need to do is go to where do you feel stuck in life where you can't move forward? Yeah. And once I've got rid of all of the responses, all the emotional responses and all the reactions and responses to it, the anger, the guilt, shame or whatever it is, pretty much instantly, the pain reduces pretty much almost gone unless they actually have to come and see you where they've actually got to release the nerve where it's been. Every now and again, you sometimes again. have to do that. But generally, I'm just, I basically solve most people's cycle without even touching them. So and just by going to that, which then reaffirms the, the, yeah. the, 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 the thing that causes it, which is feeling stuck and not being able to move forward. And as yeah. soon as you get rid of that and get rid of all of the beliefs of not being able to move forward, then all of a sudden they move forward and then all of a sudden the cycle goes. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. So I just wanted to pipe in and chime in. Uh, yeah. I just got some, um, uh, so I've got uh, um, 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 uh, well, I got I got I got uh, Dee. She said that she's had back pain, but she put it down to her tight jeans. 
Honestly, sorry, D. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, tight jeans don't cause yeah. back pain. It's a bit weird because um, so so, so I do I do on. I do send a video to my clients which explains about making up shit and believing the shit you make <laughs> do up. Do you? Yeah. No, honestly, because it's uh, they're not getting it. Is, they? It is the only pandemic that's in the world yeah. right now. I did put a post out about it yesterday. Is the real pandemic which we have from school is making up shit about people, events, and circumstances and believing it, right? And yeah. then behaving from it. It's massively, you're all insane. We're all insane, right? So anyway, we all do it. Don't get me wrong, we all do it. So anyway, Dee, uh, based on that, should you really be saying that? No. Um, but she's no. saying that she's been starved from sex and she has back pain, so that'd probably be... Uh, well, yeah, it could quite easily be that. Um, if, you, you know, if you're resolving the conflict somehow, if you're still in stress about it, then maybe not. <laughs> so yeah. don't, you know, you've had to resolve the conflict in some way. Um, it, it, and if, it, if it's your sacred area, then it, 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 if it's higher than that, then it's probably not that. Mm. Um, but no, uh, tight jeans won't cause back pain. It's, it's very common. I mean, people blame their mattresses all the time. They blame chairs. And, you know, that's why all these offices, they do the health and safety. They bring in the chairs and the tables. Mm. It's a great way to save, save, sell chairs and tables. Uh, but it does nothing for the back pain. Um, you know, it makes you a little bit more comfortable. But actually, the real cause of back pain in offices is actually the swivel chairs because people swivel uh, round and they leave their legs behind. So they're actually putting their spine out of place. So yeah. it's poor movement. So they're actually twisting their back in the wrong way when it's not designed to do that. And also standing at, at the water cooler talking to your boss with your feet turned out like a penguin. That is what we'll do it in offices as well. That's why I keep going back because yeah. I, 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 I stand. That's right. You stand like a penguin. And what you're doing is you're literally tightening like your what? back. And you're weakening so, your stomach and your hips. So I was just thinking, so I stand with my feet like that and I walk with my belly pushed out. Maybe I, maybe I am a penguin. <laughs> yeah, you, you could be a penguin. Well, maybe it's a penguin I? in the past life. Maybe I was a penguin in the yeah. past life. Um, so, uh, so I get so, a black and white suit, black white shirt, black exactly. suit, walk yeah. down there, get yourself an umbrella. Yeah, you'd be all right. right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dressing up for then, Amy Party. I could dress up as Batman and we could remake. <laughs> We oh, make the Michael Keaton that? and Danny DeVito yeah, movie. We could do, yeah. yeah. Um, so I can do Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> See, that's good. Um, so, so, um, so no. So often, if you're standing with your feet turned out, again, it's a positional thing. It's a movement thing. Um, and you're walking like that or standing like that. All you're doing is you're tensing your lower back muscles and you're weakening the stomach and the hips. And that's literally what you're doing. So if you're standing like that all day long, you're going to get back pain by the end of the day. Yeah, and if you're walking using your back, middle back, rather than using exactly. your legs. So yeah. realistically, what we're saying is, is that your back's under constant pressure. It doesn't get any time off to relax. And if There's it's no just relaxation. Like, it's just like this all the time. It's just being held tight. Yes. By the movement of the feet or the what your stomach. Or, or how you're getting up, the swiveling of the chair. Yeah. See how you're sitting in your car even. Yeah, everything stuff like, that. like that. So, so you just need to be mindful. And any emotional shocks and traumas you have. Exactly. All yeah. adds up. Anything like that, that all adds up. So when people come to me with back pain, um, I look at all three elements because all three elements are important. Sometimes you do it just clearing a shock and sometimes you have to alter the movement as well. And I don't expect anyone watching this to be able to glisten how they're moving from what I'm saying uh, because it's a little bit more involved with that. You need me to look at you. You need me to assess what you're doing and then show you correctly how to move and that's something that a lot of therapists do not do therapists do not understand how people move they do not understand the importance of movements and they do not show you how to correct it so many um uh people have come to me from therapists and they've been given exercises but they were never shown how to do the. they was given a sheet of exercises they were never shown how to do the exercise 
In my plan, I show you exactly how yeah, to do it. Yeah, no, you do. Sucks. You do with me. And you make and sure that I do it over and over and over so I know what I'm doing. So when I go I'm away, you've got it. You're And I it, keep yeah. track and I make sure you're doing it correctly. And I will say a lot of exercise from other therapists are always wrong anyway. And most of the time I have to throw those out and give the person correct exercises because they're exercising the wrong problem. And often they're going to make it worse. Um, and be careful. I know you're watching this on the internet. But be careful about YouTube videos where you see people talking. I watched one the other day just out of interest. I was actually away and I was watching this. And this guy was trying to explain to people how to take the pressure off your knees when walking up and down stairs. The problem is the way he was telling you to do it would cause you problems in the future with your yeah. back and your hips and your knees. So it was fucking stupid and he's causing he's danger to people. Um, because he was literally telling you to walk with your feet turned out like that, up and down stairs. Yeah, it's like all these, well, it's all fucking these idiots. spiritual coaches, positive thinking coaches, law of attraction coaches, whatever wow. they're all telling you won't actually help. It's just a distraction. It's just a move away. Well, it's, you know, and actually, in order, and you can do try and do all those things as much as you like, but what they're actually doing is they're pushing you on a positive pendulum. So actually, if you're if you want that, then the opposite's true. You need to get rid of the thing that's making you feel like you want that, and then you'll come back and it will happen naturally. Yeah. But all this positive thinking, reframing stuff, and if you've got blocks, beliefs, guilt, shames, and all the rest of it in there, it doesn't matter what positive thinking you do because it's actually the feeling. So it's the emotional brain that's ninety five percent of all your of, of your existence so if you're it's and it's your emotional brain that drives all your decisions and behaviors so if you're watching trying to do positive thinking you can positive think but it ain't going to change anything no so, it might do for a little while but you're just going to crash back so you just crash back on the pendulum so but anyway, be mindful what you learn on the internet unless you've been looked at some somebody somebody's actually looked at you i saw a lady the other day um, you saw a lady? at emma's clinic uh one of her therapists and she, she'd been told about her knee again to, to walk with her feet turned out and i'm like you're just making the pain worse by doing that why are you doing that um and then when i corrected it and showed her how to walk she went oh yeah it's much better <laughs> so, so um and this was from a, a french physio or osteopath and, and normally, the physio the physio and yeah. normally french uh, european physios are better but obviously this person wasn't um and it's very frustrating because there's people out there female physio left physio i don't know i'm not really i can only do numbers in french we should cease there, yeah, so, uh, stop there. We carry on so again movement is a very important thing the way we move and use our bodies and i don't mean posture posture is a bit of a myth this there's a bit of a myth standing up straight like this doesn't really do anything except make you look really stiff and uncomfortable um so um there is a time for having your body should be in line with itself so your shoulders should be in line with hips and your ears um and things like that but i'm not like a, like a rod up my ass i haven't got like a, a stick what are you talking about no, I'm saying I have how, rod, how, no, I'm saying no no I'm saying you shouldn't sit so rigid like you've got a plank holding your back up you should be relaxed in your posture um and it's not about posture really. I mean they talk about sort of book on your head no 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 it's all bollocks um if you do that you actually get more problems because you're actually most people when they correct themselves they yeah, run go, out of they, books well they go to... too far back so when they try and correct their shoulders or their neck they go they down now back here now they're tightening their rhomboids yes so now that's even worse thing to do so now he's making another problem so stop doing that it's more about movement and the way we move our bodies and the way we we use our bodies in everyday life and interacting with 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 things your body should be in line with itself always it shouldn't be twisting in multiple directions it shouldn't be moving in multiple ways unless you are a trained dancer or, or a, a trained gymnast. athlete yeah. like a gymnast then yes you can do that because you are super 
super busy, no, super flexible. Uh, and they are trained to be super flexible so they can do it. And if you are super flexible, it's okay. Um, but, you know, I saw a lady once and she was getting back pain and she was a, um, a, a, a ballet person. She wouldn't do ballet. A dancer? A, a dan no, she was a, ba no, she a ballet person. She's she, a ballet dancer. So, yeah, so she, she, no, she wasn't, yeah, but she wasn't, I think, a normal dancer. She did ballet. How is a ballet she, dancer yeah, a normal no, dancer? I know, I'm not with it. She, You're not. I'm not with it. But she did ballet and she was still doing ballet into her adult life and she was flexible in most ways except one. And that was causing the problem yeah. because she wasn't stretching in one particular way. She was only stretching in one direction. Yeah. And of course, if you're a dancer, you can't do that. <laughs> you have to stretch in all ways uh, to, and you need to be flexible in all ways. And that's what people don't realize. They might be doing an exercise and unless they're flexible and they know how to move correctly, um, it's not going to work. So a lot of people, they try and strengthen their core. I see this so many times. So if you've been told to strengthen your core, do not do sit-ups for the love of god don't do it because you're going to injure your back more this is not the way to strengthen your core because sit-ups are bad for you in fact i've had so many i've had quite a few guys recently come to me and they start an exercise regime wanting to get fit but they've injured themselves because they're not doing it properly because their core is not strong enough if you want to get your core strong there are basics that you have to be able to do first before you can do any kind of crunch or sit up. And if you can't do those, you should not be doing any core. You shouldn't be lifting weights. You shouldn't be doing any kind of core exercise. Um, you know, I had, uh, I saw a, a guy who's been training in weights for years and he was squatting completely incorrectly. So when he, uh, without a weight. So did when, he, when he puts a weight on his shoulders, it's going to be completely wrong. He's going to injure himself. So we, we do these exercises without understanding how the body should move and the, the, the way the body should move safely. So a couple of guys, I actually corrected that so their pain went away so they couldn't exercise correctly. And one of them was back pain. He was getting back pain because he was doing sit-ups and crunches, but his stomach wasn't strong enough for it. I knew a bloke once who was squatting incorrectly. Was he? Yeah, he was paying rent. Was he? Yeah, oh, no, so, uh, I don't think he's no, got the idea of that. Really. That's not quite the idea, is that's it? Not no, really no, 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 no. Yeah. So, yeah, so I know I know because you've done that with me. And there's a couple of exercises yes. that I've been having to do. So yeah. uh, we've got that. So, and obviously Jonathan really does know his stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And you really should take on board what he says when it comes to physical pain. Because he's like I said, he's an absolute genius. Um, so I've just had a, just want to go back to, do I go back to the thing? You go back to the thing. What thing? The thing. I want to say, uh, we've got hellos. We've got quite a few people posting on there. Um, okay, so Sarah, uh, this live is brilliant. Thank you both. What is the name of your podcast, please? Okay, so it's the uh, Inside Out uh, Effect podcast. No, it's. Uh, I can't remember what it's going uh, inside out effect with Steve. It's not just me. It's the inside out effect with Stephen and Jonathan. You can find it on YouTube, um, yeah. and or you can go to uh, my website and John's website, which is healingthemind.co.uk. If you click on podcasts, they're all on, they're there. on there, yeah. and on your site, DTO, the DTO system, system, system. They're all on DTO they're system. On there. But if you go onto YouTube, you'll find them on there. It's inside out effect uh, with Stephen and Jonathan, and there's all fifty-two episodes on there. They are actually on Apple as well, but I haven't uploaded some of the episodes yet. So they're on the Apple Podcasts and yeah. uh, Stitcher as well. Yeah. Um, so you can find them on there as the Inside Out Effect. Yeah. Um, but uh, I need to update some of the podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I just want to point out that, you know, what we've come to learn is that there's only really seven things that cause everything, really. 
maybe eight if you include beliefs. And and they are basically the same eight things that cause depression, anxiety, PTSD, trauma, limiting beliefs, can't move forward, uh, relationship problems, uh, physical pain and the like. Unless it is a physical problem where there is bad, poor movement. Um, yeah. Well, the that does come into it. Right. But the trauma normally causes you to move in. Yeah, no, the reason I was saying that is because basically there's 52, there's 52 podcasts on there, and each of the podcasts covers everything from PTSD, from sabotage, from we do the law of attraction stuff on there, from anxiety, depression, it's all the same. And what we're actually doing is going into what actually causes it, not what the nonsense is out there that we're told, what causes it. We know what causes it because we've healed it and solved it in everyone. Every everybody, PTSD, depression, anxiety, trauma, um, limiting beliefs, getting people to attract the thing that they want in their life, pretty much instantly like that. So it's all on there. I'm having a bit of a. I'm selling it. You're selling it. You're selling it. Yeah. So for how much selling it for? I don't know. Maybe I might start asking for subscription fees now. Yeah, it's only ten ninety nine a month uh, for the first three months, and it's four ninety nine for the next two months after that. We will do that. No, it's not. We give this information. We give this information. So hopefully, hope that's helpful, Sarah. You know where to look. Um, Yeah. Any other information? Any other body parts? Uh, why can't I speak tonight? What is the matter with that? That's normally me. Not say anything. Mum's watching. It. Your mum. No, your mum. Oh, my mum's watching. Hi, Ruth. Hey, mum. You yeah, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah, she does watch. She does listen. I don't know. She didn't know she watched well, she live. Come on live. No, she doesn't normally come on live. Vicar Dibley must not be on there, does no, it? <laughs> no, that's right. No, 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 no. Sky no. gone down, Ruth. Sky's gone there, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. no. Um, so that's good. Anyone else? No, that's it at the moment. That's um, it. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. I was Sarah. I've got a few other people say, said hello, so hi to you guys as well. So, yeah, so yeah. anything else you want to cover about? I just want to maybe go to maybe the middle back and the neck area as well because we haven't covered that. Okay, yeah. Um, so, so as you go at the back, there's different conflicts. So, so the lumbar lower is walked over core valleys being gone against as you go up into your thoracic uh so the middle of your back uh you've got money issues and feeling stabbed in the back uh so depending i lost on... five quid in the uh yeah no i'm not even that's a shit joke that's a dreadful joke yeah yeah, yeah. Really so joke. skip over that uh, so yeah so money issues or feeling stabbed in the back and as you get up into the neck then that uh, and the the higher the higher neck the higher back sorry in the neck then that's a um injustice or betrayal yeah uh, so those are the main conflicts that go and up in 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 the back and they are very accurate i've used those for years always found the conflict in 98 percent of people yeah. uh and it's very very accurate and if it's coming down into the shoulders and you're getting shoulder stuff as well because that can normally that's where you've got carrying a burden or there's a burden that's that a burden so it's a burden or feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders which is a more severe Thing, but a lot of people do feel that way um, uh, uh, because we they people they take everything on for other people. Yeah, they carry bit, it. yeah exactly as well. But it goes um, into that victim mentality as well a little bit. When yeah, exactly. Well, but. Um, and so once you once you find the conflict uh, and you resolve the conflict and then you change any movements that the conflicts cause you to do, uh, and then you increase the flexibility. Correct. Then problem goes away. I mean, that's literally what I do. I literally find the conflict. Now, you don't always have to find the conflict. I will say that. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes someone will come to me. I'll just improve the flexibility. I'll change the movement, and the pain will go away. Um, but it is better if you can, if you are willing to find the conflict and heal it, because then you can pretty much guarantee that it's not going to happen again in the future, uh, or at least it, it won't happen for a very long time unless that conflict rears its ugly head again, um, uh, which is which is rarer, which is rare, but sometimes it can um so so it's much better if you can heal the conflict because it actually affects your whole body make you feel 
healthier and better in yeah. general. Um, I was doing amazing for, for me. I mean, it's a total transformation for me by just getting rid of all of my stuff and yeah. physically as well. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm so much. No, you're you know, fitter, you're stronger, you're healthier. Yeah. You know, you're, you look younger. I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 it's um, when you heal your emotions, it's amazing. Yeah, just in a couple of do. years as well. And it's yeah. been dedicated to it for two years. I was going to say, you really worked hard because you had yeah. a lot of stuff. But, yeah. um, but no, I mean, it's amazing what you can do by just healing your emotions and healing your thoughts. Um, when it's but, as simple as a thing, you can either sit on the armchair. Yeah, yeah. Just watching shit TV, yeah. getting brainwashed, believing the fear, watching crap, or you can just dedicate the same a couple of hours a day of instead of sitting there doing nothing or shoving drinking Stella or shoving chocolate in your mouth or whatever you get up to at home. Yeah, eating cheddars. That was my one. Eating uh, cheddars. Yeah, eating cheddars. Mini cheddars. Watching, no, the whole no the big. Oh, ones, the whole yeah. big cheddar. Brie on. Uh, instead of yeah. doing that, actually, just be prepared to do the work because. Um, you know, um, all the time you're doing that, you're going backwards. You're not really getting better. You still got all of your emotional trauma stuff. You're putting on weight and blah 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 blah. And it doesn't really add to uh, to any benefit to your life. No. And you know, I can say that categorically because I've just been dedicated to it myself. And what happens is, after a period of time, is that that becomes the norm. And uh, so now I don't even really want to watch telly. I've got so much stuff going on that I've created now outside of that. Yeah, I still watch the uh, occasional TV program, like Squid Game. I don't know if all of you've been watching that. Well, that's been brilliant. Uh, yeah, so Squid Game, got to watch that. I've been telling you about that. that. Okay, yeah. uh, I, don't, I smashed that out in three evenings. But uh, yeah. So I do do it occasionally, but, you know, but I'm still dedicating two, two hours a day to 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 my stuff and being creative. Yeah. So, you know, just think about that, you know, like we always say, oh, we haven't got enough time. But you've always got enough time to waste. You know, we waste so much time. We've always got enough time to watch the news. You've always got enough time to watch whatever programs you're watching and et cetera, et cetera. But just be, I think you'd be smart and dedicate that time into improving your health, improving your life and dealing with your stuff. And then life just becomes so much better rather than just sitting there on the sofa, just basically watching other people live their lives while you're wasting yours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it. well, it, it Eight times out of ten, it's simple to resolve. Your yeah, issues. very simple. I mean, uh, some people might have a lot of issues. It takes time to resolve a lot of issues. Two percent of the time, people are very complicated and stuff. But most of the time, it's quite simple to resolve your issues. But what I want to say uh, in finishing off is, if you are experiencing back pain uh, and you are experiencing, you know, severe pain or mild pain. Please don't blame things, inanimate objects, for why you have pain. It's the box. People blame the bed. They blame the pillow. They blame the box they've lifted. Uh, they blame the, the gym. They blame everything to why they have pain. Because it looks, yeah, the car, They it looks it looks like it because you was there at the time. But that was just coincidental. You could have been anywhere at the time. That's irrelevant. Um, it's nothing to do with those things. It literally comes down to three things. The way we move, our flexibility and a shock or a trauma that's it and if you resolve those three things in, in in no matter what person i've seen with what pain it always comes down to those three things and that's why i'm able to fix pain when a lot of therapists aren't because i look at those three things and other therapists just don't they don't look at those three things they try and fix the symptom in the body and you can't fix a symptom in the body because that's not a cause. You can only fix a symptom once you address the cause. Yeah, so I know there's not many people out there getting bent out of shape. And what do you mean it's not a thing? And I've said someone posted it, it says, uh, can it not be the bed? I lifted the bed once and then it started hurting. Right, okay. Just so, explain about the conflict and that the thing that we do then is brought into our life to expose the conflict in order for you to repair it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so if you, if you, um, if you move and lift something incorrectly, uh, then yes, you're going to be sore and you might hurt yourself. 
but it will resolve within a few hours or a day or two. If it continues, then there's something else wrong. There's something else going on. And all it means is that you lifting the bed triggered it off. That's all it means. Whatever you've lifted, whatever you've done, it triggered it off. I'll give you an example. Uh, so a guy came to me many years ago. He was in his 60s. He was a milkman. And he um, he trapped his sciatic nerve. Is no, it was Ernie? Uh, no, he wasn't. He wasn't a fast milkman in the West. Oh, no, he was not. No, I was going to say he'd uh, have hurt his back doing he, that. He would have his back doing that. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got that speed? Exactly. I know. Yeah. Um, so I love doing the fast milkman. He was great, brilliant. Really. Fast milkman in the West. Anyway, so he injured his back. Now I treated him physically because he was uh, in his sixties. He wasn't interested in finding the shock or whatever. You know, you could tell. Uh, and I treated him physically. And the first three weeks, I was releasing the nerve. It was getting better and better. I showed him what he could and couldn't do until the nerve was releasing, and he was getting better over each week. The fourth week, he, now bear in mind, this is what he did. In his mind, he was absolutely fine. He was on his milk round. He lifted a crate of milk. He felt his back go. And then two or three days later, when he was sitting down fishing, he went to get up, and that's when he, he really did his back in. So he blamed the crate, just like you're blaming the bed. Now, on the fourth session I saw him, he'd actually got worse again. And he said, well, I haven't done anything to get worse. I was like, okay. He actually trapped it under his spine. Before, the nerve was just trapped in the muscle. But now it was trapped on the spine, which is a lot worse. So I just said to him, just out of interest, before you did this, what happened where you felt you stuck and you couldn't move forwards? And he said, oh, you know what? He said, I found this phone on my milk round, and it was an iPhone. And I, I, I'm too shy to give it back. So I got one of my colleagues to give it back. They phoned. The two guys came down. And the two he watched from a distance as these two guys who owned the phone came down and had a go at his friend for giving the phone back. Now, this went against his core values, which is why it hurt his back, because he would never treat someone like that. But it was a territory issue because he felt stuck and couldn't move on from it because he was embarrassed and ashamed about the trauma that his friend went through. And for weeks, he hadn't seen this guy on his rounds. So what happened was he saw that happen. Later on that day... He was lifting a crate. That's when the twinge happened. Then at the weekend, he started to relax about it and calm down while he was fishing. That moved him into repair, and that's when he trapped his nerve. So when I saw him, it trapped under the muscle. I kept releasing it. But the fourth week, when it got worse, I said, okay, well, if that's the conflict, what happened this week for you to resolve it? And yeah. he said, oh, you know what? I spoke to my friend. Hadn't seen him since it happened. And he said to me, don't worry, I'm totally okay about it. I'm fine. Conflict resolved. Instant resolve. And yeah. then he trapped his nerve under his back. There you go. Nothing to do with the box he lifted. Nothing to do with sitting down fishing. He just resolved the conflict. And he was lifting the crate at the time he resolved it in his head. Yeah. That was it. And I can tell you countless stories time and time and time again. Another one of my clients injured his back under the sink, trying to fix the pipes. When in reality what it was, his girlfriend criticised his car. Yes. That made him feel walked over. Yeah. As soon as he felt walked over, later on in his head he resolved it yeah. and it gave no, him back, back pain. Yeah. So none of these things that we do physically cause the pain. You must remember that when we're doing physical things, our head is always with us. Our thoughts are always there. 
Our emotions are always running. Our unconscious is always ticking over. Yeah. This never leaves us. And the thing is, is our unconscious is running 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. Even when you're sleeping, it's running. It's running. It's on. And so if there's anything that happens that creates you to react or respond or or react negatively, and sometimes we just do it unconsciously because it's our normal behavior, you don't realize if someone might look at you the wrong way, say the wrong thing, uh, bib at you incorrectly, a roundabout where you feel that's a bit of an injustice because you hadn't done anything wrong, and he was the one that was in the wrong, and he bibbed, you're like, we've had an idiot. You've actually had a response to that, and that injustice might then later on give you an ache. You know, I'm not fucking exerting, and you won't know why because it's when we constant, consistently react to everything, person, event, situation, circumstance, and our environment, that reaction stores a program in our brain that now runs, and that will be big conflicts, like you know, husband, wife breaking up or losing your business down to feeling the injustice because someone had a go at you around about even though you was in the right lane that's still a conflict that will still trigger you so all of those things are getting stored all the time and then but you don't realize that they're happening and this is the point now you'll go and lift the bed but there's a conflict running that affects that area now that will expose the conflict or we get the conflict resolution and then the back pain will go so I know it's really difficult for people to understand and grasp the concept that it isn't the box, it isn't the weight, it isn't the bed, but actually it's a lot more simpler if you actually understand that and realise that actually all it is is cause and effect. You see, everything's just an effect. We've got to get out of this mentality of thinking that our symptoms are the effect. If you've hurt yourself, if you've got a pain, if you've got depression and anxiety, if you've got a virus, a cold, a flu, they are all symptoms. They're all effects. They're not the cause. So if you can get your head around that and go, well, it's, the cause isn't the bed. The cause is something in, in your mind that's weakened that area or causing a conflict. The bed is just the facilitator yep. of that problem. So and, I hope you and get if that. you can get your head around that, it will make your health so much easier. Your life will be much easier because you'll get to the root cause. It switches off and you'll go back to being healthy and well, enjoying your life and being happy. The ones who don't get their heads around that or don't know it, they end up suffering, being miserable, being unhappy and being sick and unwell. Yeah. Don't be wrong. If you've lifted the bed, you got back pain, a few days later it's gone, chance are it was poor movement and you lifted it incorrectly. Yes. You've got your back. Yeah. But if it continues, if it doesn't get better then that even means you're moving incorrectly still, you're not flexible, or there's a conflict running, or a combination of those things. Yeah. So when I say it's all three of those things, it may not be all three at once. It might be one, or two, or a combination, but it's going to be one of those three things. And people do lift things all the time. Uh, health and safety. The way health and safety teach you to lift is bollocks. Health and safety at work do not know how to lift things. Yeah, but that's the a government way they teach you. That's a government organisation, so they're not going to do anything to help it is. you. <laughs> but the way they teach you <laughs> is... Take PCR in... test, mate. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Nonsense. The twat. way they're teaching you health and safety at work is incorrect. How do I know that? Because I get people come to me with back pain who injure themselves at work because they did what work told them, and it was bollocks. It doesn't work. There is a correct way to do it, and it's very simple. And if you know what to do, then you can protect your back very easily from injuring it by moving correctly um obviously i can't show you on the podcast because i need the camera can't move the camera but there is a very simple way to move correctly and functionally i call it functional movement that's not my term i got it from somewhere else but it's a great term to describe it because you are moving functionally in your life yeah um but i will give you a tip a tip is I will you? Yeah, I will give you a tip. Yeah. Thanks. A tip I've with your back. That, you have worked hard for that. I'm not giving it to you, I'll give it to everybody. Uh, okay. A tip about your back is don't twist. 
Whatever you do, do not do this. Yeah, exactly. Or don't twist again. Yeah. Uh, if you're twisting like this, if you're reaching and you're twisting, any just that little movement of reaching up to get someone on top shelf, you are then twisting your body. If you're twisting, what you're then doing is you're pulling your spine out of place, and that then creates tightness, problems, and puts the spine out and contract nerves. There you go. So avoid twisting. And sometimes twisting is subtle. Obviously, this movement is obvious if I twist like this. Um, but it don't twist on a swivel chair. I'm on a swivel chair. Don't twist your upper body and leave your lower body behind. Don't twist in the car to get something out because you're going to do yourself an injury. Don't twist at any time. Keep yourself in line. If you're going to turn, turn with your feet. That's one of the biggest things, again, poor movement. That's one of the poorest movements yeah. people make is twisting. Well, you pulled me up on that so many times. Yeah, avoid twisting. Yeah. It takes thinking about, but if you can think about it, you'll protect your back. Since I learned these things, I've never had back pain since... Since when I was younger, yeah. when I first I learned, so when I learned about when I learned about getting what causes colds, I've not had a cold. No, I've not had a, I've not had a cold or a virus really. since. Yeah. So once you learn and you really get it, your health improves. You get better and better because, yeah. and sometimes you no longer get sick because you understand yeah. and your body gets it and goes, oh, well, that's what it is. I don't need to do that any longer. Yeah. And so, then you wouldn't need to watch the TV and listen to twats like Chris Whitt. You don't even know what they're talking about. No, exactly. No. Um, so if you're watching Chris, you're a twat. Yes. A uh, lying twat come to that as well. Yeah, and that goes... And a murderer. That goes for... And a uh, thief, for, allegedly. Uh, exactly, yes. Uh, and, and that goes to the doctor on the ITV as well. Oh, Hillary. Hillary, 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 Hillary another, another what's his name? Another yeah. lying twat. Uh, what a moron. Um, so, anyway, call that a little bit aggressive, wasn't it? Aggressive, so I just want to say, uh, oh, Samantha, <laughs> hello, Sam. Gorgeous, haven't heard from you. Where have you been? Hey, Sam. Um, very interesting, thank you. No no worries. Hopefully I'll see you here from you soon. Uh, Heather, uh, we love you too. I love you, Heather. And uh, you go to bed, darling. This was tomorrow. And uh, Dej, of course, he's having a right old type... Uh, my ex-partner is found be lying, my lower back hurts, do not twist. Teachers teach students swivel chairs are best. Crazy, we no. have so much contradicting information. No, swivel chairs are the worst thing in the world. I see people do it all the time. They swivel on their chair, but they leave their legs behind. It's not the chair that's the problem. It's if you swivel with your upper body and leave your legs, and leave your legs behind. So your legs are pointing one way and your upper body is pointing the other way. That's the problem with a swivel chair. And that is what people do all the time. You know, they, they, some people have desks that are like this, sort of, and they've got different things at different parts, and they'll swivel from side to side, getting different things. Or they'll actually sit twisted in their chair, with, and they'll sit like it. Body, upper body is looking at the computer, and their lower body is twisted over here. And they wonder why they get pain, because you're just holding your muscles tight all the time. Yeah. So avoid that. And those tables that go up and down in offices, that's all nonsense. It's not going to do anything for you. Great. Um, good. Okay. All right. Yeah, you done with that? Um, yeah, that's so, good. That's... Okay, so I hope we've answered all of your questions regarding back pain and what causes it and actually what is the real reasons of uh, of them. Yeah, I, I, just, like want, I just want to say one thing. So very quick, I had a guy come and see me recently. He had, he had back pain down his left side, going down his glutes into his hips, and he's in his 50s, nearly 60, and he's seen me before for something else, problem before, and he was thinking he was getting old. And he kept, oh, I'm getting old, you know, I'm getting stiff, I'm <laughs> doing this, I'm doing it. that. It's and you know how long it took me to fix it? One session. One session, I showed him I was moving incorrectly, I worked the muscles, he changed his movement, saw him the other day, he, he was like a young man again. He and, said, oh, my movement's back again. And there therein lies the problem of everything. Yeah. Stop making up shit yeah. and believing the shit you make 
up. But it's the biggest problem in the world right now. You're probably making stuff up about me and John watching us. You're probably making stuff up I'll about. I make up stuff about. You're making so stuff it's... up about people who ain't wearing masks. You're making stuff up when you watch the TV. You're just consistently making up shit and believing it. Stop it. It's actually not healthy. It's a really bad mental health problem. You really need to stop it. You're causing yourself pain. You're causing yourself other people pain and suffering because you'll probably you'll make something up and then say it's something they're doing it. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so yeah. just stop making up shit and make, and use an excuse. Oh, I'm too old. Yeah. Uh, so age, another myth. It's not your age. Pain is never your age. You know. I've seen. I've seen seven-year-olds, ten-year-olds, twenty-year-olds, four-year-olds, eight-year-olds with the same problem. It's not your age. That is a doctor belief. That's nonsense. Or it does keep you in pain. Yeah. But after one session, this guy was literally bouncing. He was, he, and he thought his life was over. I was like, oh my god, really? I know. It's like I, you know, like we, when I used to go into being the spiritual movement a little bit, you know, people saying, oh well, you, you know, your anxiety, you chose that. It was your no, you didn't choose it. No. It isn't a disease. It's a lost conflict. Get rid of the lost conflict. Depression goes. Simple as that. Right? You didn't choose it. It wasn't your path. You can't just... And you can't just not on a let journey. go and move on in most cases. Yeah. You're not on a journey. No. Uh, and, you know, and, uh, and, all, and, you know, and I hear so much nonsense. So just, you know... Uh, just stop making up shit and believing the shit you make up. And, you know, especially watching the news because it ain't real. And he here's the way to know if what you're believing or thinking isn't working. If it's not solving the problem, it's not working. You've made it up. So whatever you're blaming, whatever therapist you're seeing, if it's not solving the problem, it ain't the answer. Now, sometimes it takes a bit of time to solve the problem when we're doing this. It doesn't always a quick fix. Yep. I've seen a lady recently, lots of trauma, lots of problems, very stark, taking time. Steve's taken time. to hear. I've, I've had a few people who work with me for a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it takes, I've got a few people who work with a couple of years. Because they're very traumatized. They want to heal lots of things. Yes. But they get better. So they see the improvements. They keep they going. They keep doing it. That's they're the not thing. doing it yeah. because they're not seeing improvements. So the point is, whatever you've made up, if what you believe in your head is causing a problem and correcting that solves the problem, you are correct. Congratulations. If it's not and you're still suffering, skip it. Go and see an expert. Give me and Steve a call. See someone who can tell you what the cause is and resolve it for you. Because if you're just suffering, you haven't found the cause, you haven't found the problem. And you know, it's, oh, you know, it must be it's when I got the bags out the boot. Oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's all that stuff. Stop making stuff the up. Wall. Making two in the wall. Okay, cool. Right. So, uh, so that's the end of that. So, as I said earlier on, um, in the beginning of the podcast, um, oh, I forgot about un this. Unfortunately, Jonathan failed in winning this super as you can see ladies the healing the mind pen and key ring um which you know priceless priceless commodity but i was so i felt so guilty that you didn't win it and i, was, I couldn't give it to you that so i'm going to give you a second opportunity to win that thank you all right That's brilliant so it's another 10 questions so ladies and gentlemen and um anyone else is watching uh, <laughs> uh you can uh, join in the fun as well it's a multiple choice and it's true and false and you can test your own general knowledge uh this is just some uh, some really uh, random stuff my general knowledge is shit i know specific knowledge no excuse okay you're making excuses now i'm making so, something up so anyway i'm giving you the answer you've just you've just got to guess which one it is all right okay so um so so we're going to mm. start Okay, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want to grab yourself a pen and uh, and if you actually win, I might and write write in, 
Send a postcard. Send a postcard. Send, yeah, now write in, let me know, and um, and I'll send you a pen and a keyring. Be careful with that, because yeah. I know a few people do that. They'll write well, in and want a pen and a keyring. Man, then my then my company's everywhere. Right, okay. It's a great market employee. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Go We're going to start off with number one. Well, that's the good. Best, best place to start. Start at number start one. Very beginning. Always very good. Place to great. So number one in two thousand and nine. A world record of $1.2 million was set for an auction, but what was being auctioned? Was it a gramophone record? Was it a trombone? Or was it a cow? Uh, uh, a gramophone record. Is the wrong no, answer. No, it was probably a cow. It, it was a cow, yeah, uh, it and was. it was a cow named Missy, and it was sold in. It was a Canadian in Canada. In Canada, it was in Canada, and it was sold for breeding purposes. And uh, it was See, des- and it was described as a genetic gold mine. See, I, I was going to say a cow, but then in my brain, I was like, anyone who pays two point one million for a cow, or even one point two million, shot. Yeah. Um, but anyway, carry on. Yeah. yeah. So they, someone bought a cow for one point two million pounds in Canada. Okay. All right. In two thousand and nine. So you didn't what? get that one. Not for, no, for that. Okay. Here's a good one for you. Here's yeah. one more two. So marmalade. Yeah. Right. Marmalade was originally made by which fruit? Was it oranges, grapes, or quinces? Quinces. Is the right answer. There you go. Do you know See. why though? No, I ain't got a clue. So marmalade comes from the Portuguese word uh, for quince, right. which is marmelo. Oh, okay, right. So okay. that's how we get marmalade from the Portuguese. So we don't word. have marmalo quinces, marmalade. And marmelo is the is the Portuguese for quince. Oh, okay. Right. Right. So okay. you get one one point there. One well point. done. Well I'm that done. much closer to the key ring. Here we go. Well, here this, this is why I've never been on the chase because I can't do uh, multiple choice. Mm. Or well, Carry on. we are doing multiple choice. What are you talking about? No, but you know, general knowledge. That's what I mean. Karen, continue. So you have two questions. You've got one right. Magnus, Magnus. Out of two, and you're saying you can't do it. Go carry on. Right. The painkiller morphine. Yeah, yeah. You know that? Yeah. Is named after which Greek god? The god of what? Is it the god of clouds? The god of dreams? Or the god of medicine? Uh, god of dreams. Is the right answer. There you go. Do you know why, though? Yeah, because it sends you into a fucking dream state and you want to you just die. That's why. <laughs> well, it's actually a little bit more interesting. Oh, is it a bit more interesting? It's a bit more interesting. Okay, than all that. right, okay. So, morphine, uh, Morpheus was the son of Hypnos. Really? Uh, I yeah, thought Morpheus hip- was Neo's person in the Matrix. Well, what do you think about it? Morph- Morpheus was the son of Hypnos and he was the god of sleep. Ah, okay. So, yeah. ah, you think about sleep, being in right. the Matrix and you're asleep, so that's yeah, yeah, Morpheus. Yeah, yeah. But he had the ability to appear in a human form, and he was also accompanied by uh, a guy called Honoroy, who was the one that created the dreams. Right. So the morphine came from Morpheus. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Cool. Give me that one. So that's two now. Two. Two or three. Blimey. Right. So what physical feature, okay, so ladies and gentlemen, what physical feature is known by the term diastema or diastema? Is it having dimples, yes. being flat-footed, or having a gap between your teeth? Having a gap between your teeth. It's the right answer. <laughs> there you go. See? So I suffer from that. I've got to get in there. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I've got diastema. you got diastema. Okay. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good. Am I, am I, am I near there? You're, right, you're, free. you're halfway there. Wow, buddy, yeah. Right. So. I'm not. This is the fifth question, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, fifth question. Fifth question. So you've had four. Yeah, yeah. You've got fifth three right. Yeah, yeah, fifth question. Right. True or false? Yeah. Okay. Crows 
fly in a straight line? Uh, false. Is the right answer. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. The phrase, there's the crow flies, has been around for 200 years, but it's not based on their behaviours. Okay. All right. Is it not? So, okay. Yeah, right. There it goes. Four. Okay. Well, I'm doing so good. I'm doing much better than last You're time. doing much better than last uh, time. And you're, getting that much, and you're getting that much closer. You're getting that much closer now to the pen and key ring. You're doing, Ooh, you're doing fantastic. I can hear the tension in the audience. Yeah. Right. So, here we go again. That's just gas. That is just gas. Okay. Yes. Right. But, so, the word, what does the word white mean in the name of the island the isle of Wight. does it mean island love or human human is the right answer cool you're on fire i reckon yeah. you're a cheeky look i can't see i've got my glasses on oh, that's right so do you know why though no so why is the middle english name for human being Right, okay. Okay, so back in the day, Middle English, the word white meant human being. Okay. And it's also the same as the Isle of Man. You think about it. Okay. The Isle of Wight was the Isle of Humans. Yeah. And then you've got the Isle of Man. Right. So both named after the same thing. Right. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Logical, got, got it? it. Yeah, got logic, it? yeah, I got it. I'm with it. I'm, I'm with it. I'm struggling there, oh, thinking I might oh, have, no. have to explain that. No, no, you're doing good. Great, awesome. So, uh, blimey, you're on fire, mate. Now, why don't you put yeah, me out? Yeah, okay, so explains it, why I'm quite warm. Here's, here's quite something quite interesting. So, what did the Romans use burnt deer antlers for? Right? Would they use it for as an aphrodisiac? Did they use it for fortune telling? Or did they use it for toothpaste? Uh, uh, aphrodisiac is the wrong answer. Is it not? No, okay. it's not. No. Oh no, I was saying something else. No, okay. You're so I was thinking tiger nuts or something. Yeah, yeah no, I was thinking, okay. monkeys. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I was thinking something else. No, okay, cool. Well, to it's actually toothpaste, and it was a recipe. The recipe was used by Messalina, who was the wife of Emperor Claudius, and she'd mix it with uh, sal ammoniac. Do you know what that is? No, it's a really naturally occurring uh, uh, mineral composed of uh, aluminium chloride. Okay, okay, and uh, and also a type of gum called cyan uh, mastic. Okay. Which is the gum from an evergreen tree. Okay, cool. And I mix it all together and use that toothpaste. Ah, okay. Right. So yeah, anyway, very good. I've got one, one, one to me. I'm not going to get my key right now. No. I don't know. You only need one. Do I need one? You do need I? one. You've got three more. And you need one more. So oh, six might, out of ten. Might do. Might do. Great. Might make it. You never know. Okay. So I'm just happy I'm doing better than last time, to be honest. I'm just happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, carry on. This is not showing much. No, it's no. no. <laughs> You're not really excited. This is me happy. This it is, is this well. how I look happy. Yeah. I, I say, yeah. I'm H-O-P-P-Y. Yeah. Great. So true or false? <laughs> yeah. Go on. If you swallow chewing gum, oh god, yeah, it can remain in your system for up to seven years. True. Is the wrong answer. It's false. Is it? Even though your stomach can't digest chewing gum, it will just put it go through the system oh, straight it? away. Yeah. Maybe that's sweet corn I'm thinking of then. <laughs> How can you get chewing gum and sweet I corn? I don't know. I know there's some that stays in your system. You don't go fishing. No, I don't. No, you know no, what no, I mean? No. You have a nightmare. I've been here three days. I haven't caught a thing. What are you using? Chewing sweet gum. gum. Yeah. No, you remember using corn, mate. Oh, uh, oh, right. That's probably why then. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've always uh, yellow stuff stuck in my tooth. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Got through four tins of it. Yeah. Right. Go on, Ed. Stop looking. This is, an, this is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, what is the most. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you hope you're getting your tally in your tallies and keeping the count. So, number nine, what is the most commonly performed surgery in the USA? Is it circumcision, breast enlargements, or appendix removal? Breast enlargements is the wrong answer. Oh, for God's sakes, what might be it? Might, might have to run over to the next time. <laughs> yeah, Getting no, down to the last question, don't. yes. So, uh, it's circumcision. 
Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's between 60 and 70% of all American boys when they're born get circumcised. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Oh, well, there you go. You all right? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, you're nearly there by the skin of you. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we won't go there. No, don't go there. No, 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 no. no. Give me nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> Finally. Finally, the final one. Finally, I'm right. lose, he's, he's, I think. If he gets this right, he gets the... He gets the amazing pen and cane I'm so excited. I'm on the edge of my seat. So am I. Which is a poor movement, really, to be honest. So I better stop doing giving me back pain. Um, so, so, so I'll, I'll sit up right and, and move back further uh, on my yeah. seat. Do you want a book to put on your head? Yeah, no, yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Great. Right. <laughs> okay, finally. I have a basket. Basket of fruit on my head. Yeah, basket of fruit. Yeah, it could look like Carmen Miranda. You could, though. Yeah. Go Great. On. Right, so, finally. Number Final. 10. Number 10. When did the first elephant arrive in England? What year? Was it 1254, 1554, or 1854? I'm going to pump for 1554. Ah, uh -huh, you're wrong again, mate. It was 1254. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm so, so gutted. Okay, I'm you mean I'm not going to get the pen? You're not going to get the pen. Damn it. One away. Damn it. So, yeah, it was 1254. Damn it. <laughs> 1254, it was a gift to Henry, King Henry, from the uh, Henry III, okay. from Louis IX. And it actually, know where it lived? No. It resided in the Tower of London. Okay. And uh, do you know what it lived with? You're going to laugh at this. No. So it lived in the Tower of London with a leopard and a polar bear. <laughs> a polar bear in the Tower yep. of London? Yep. 1254. But you didn't know that? No, I didn't know So that. you go, ladies and gentlemen, that is now uh, the uh, end of that amazingly well brilliant, composed brilliant quiz, brilliant quiz. Yeah. and it is good because uh, obviously for the second week running now we've got a rollover we've got a rollover so two pens and two key rings next week <laughs> for next time no uh, but anyway so oh, I hope you enjoyed dear. that and there was some bits of trivia there and some knowledge acquired over the years testing you Okay, thank you very much for that. Do you feel walked over now? Or do you feel, has it gone against your core values? Uh, no, no. Well, I would say, what we're sitting on that chair in It's correctly. more of a lost conflict because I've lost the pain. Uh, you never had it to lose? No, but I've lost I'd the... have had the lost conflict if I had to give it to you. No, I've lost the potential of having the pain, so yes. I, I feel depressed. <laughs> Don't worry about so that. So I'm going to go home miserable now. Yeah, poor uh, you. It always, poor me. It always happens to me. Go, Life's so unfair. I'm going to go home and say to Emma, I can't believe it. It's just gay. He didn't give it to me again. He asked me all the wrong questions. That bastard. No, no, I didn't ask the wrong questions. You gave me the wrong answers. Let's get let we get to get clear on that. The questions weren't wrong. The <laughs> answers were. See, no, I gave you, know you the right answers, but not necessarily to those questions. Yeah, but you. I'll give you that. You, I'll give you that. Oh, thanks. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You basically said earlier on about blaming. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Am I, am I blaming? Yeah, maybe we should, so. should do a podcast on hypocrisy next time. You think, you think? Yeah, and let's see how that one goes. Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll do, that's our next podcast. Yeah, that's hypocrisy. hypocrisy. How, that, how that can affect relationships. <laughs> yes, yeah. And that will be our last podcast, uh, as ours is effectively over. Yeah. Um, right, anyway. Right. Okay, well. Is that so, it? Well, I'm Are we for done? Questions. Is that for the questions? Is for the questions? Anything yeah. else you want to add before we let the ladies and gentlemen go? No, really, they I probably want to go for their tea. I do, probably do, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't think so. Is okay. No, that's good. I've covered everything. If you do have back pain or you have any kind of pain, then give me a shout uh, and I will help you fix it. Yeah, he will. He's, done. he's, been, he's worked wonders with me. Um, and, like, you know, I'm back in the gym, so, you know, great. And I don't have any other other pains there as well. Normally, I'd always have a little nagging pain there. Mm. So that was all the emotional stuff that was being held there. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. You know, but now I've switched that off. It's gone. I don't have anything. Really. It's great. Good. 
Good. Okay. So uh, we'll round that up then. Uh, so well, I want to just say thank you to all the ladies and gentlemen that watched tonight. Uh, I hope you found it interesting. I hope you found it enjoyable. I hope you didn't find us too annoying. Uh, no, and <laughs> I hope you did really well in the quiz. And if you did, lovable. What are you saying? Do, if yeah, if you did, let me know. And uh, next time I see you or tell me, I'll send you a pen and a key ring. And well done if you'd got more than six right or six or more. I'd love it if a thousand people just messaged you and went, I've got more right. Send me a key ring. You have to send a thousand oh, out. That'd be hysterical. That'd be brilliant. Oh, no. That'll go back to, and then I already uh, wouldn't send them and we'll have to talk about it on the next podcast about hypocrisy. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'd send it. So, They'd um, all be coming going, Steve's a hypocrite. He yeah. says he's going to send me a pen and a key ring. I've got yeah. nothing. And do you know what I'll do is I'll, I'll blame you. Yeah, blame me, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so anyway, thanks for watching. Um, so if you, um, if you, uh, like I said, if you do want help from John, contact him on the dtosystem.com. And if, as well, if you want help with depression, anxiety, if you suffer from PTSD or been diagnosed with it, if you've had past traumas, pain, suffering, things, events, relationship breakups, stuff you can't move on, limiting beliefs, reasons why you can't get on in life, have all of this negative self-talk, you know, and saying you can't have anything, be anything or do anything. That's all because we've got stuff stored in there and all of that can be removed. You can reach out to me on healingthemind.co.uk. And again, the same thing with John. John does exactly the same with me as me. And uh, with that's you. with me. With you. Okay. And that's the DTOsystem.com. So uh, other than that, I think we're going to wrap up for tonight. Again, thanks everybody for watching. It's been a pleasure uh, to uh, deliver this information to you, as per always. We'll be back in a fortnight. And you're not going away this time? No. Nope. Great. So we not will be back. Here. We will be back in a fortnight with a new episode. We don't know what it will be. Keep an eye out on my Facebook feed and I'll let you know in advance. But other than that, uh, we will see you next time on the Inside Out Effect podcast. I've been your host, Stephen Jakes. Jonathan? Goodbye, everyone. Have a great weekend and a great couple of weeks. I'll see you soon. And we'll see you soon. Ciao for now. Bye.